Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, I, I'll tell you what happened. I was in New York. I was working for five years as a personal trainer, and I became one of the top guys in New York. But uh, I really wanted to study with Jack Lang. He's my hero. books when it came to fitness i learned so much more and i could ask so many more questions if i learned face to face with the masters themselves and so hi i'm pete mccall and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the all about
I'm Pete McCall for All About Fitness. I'm here today with Eric the Trainer, Eric Fleischman. Eric, can you give us a little uh, little background on kind of what it is you do and, and how you got to where you are? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, I actually uh, am from a farm in Maine. I grew up in Maine uh, in a very wooded area. We had sheep, we had pigs, we even had a donkey. Um, I made my way to uh, New York City and then Los Angeles. And uh, I work with actors and actresses here in Los Angeles. I also work with celebrity chefs and rock stars, musicians, helping them get ready for being on camera. Anyone that's on camera that you see is someone that we want to work with. Well, how, and how long have you been doing that? How long have you been in L.A.? You know, I've been working as a, full tra- a full-time trainer for 25 years. Uh, 20 years have been out here in Los Angeles, which I love. And f- my first five years, I was in New York City, working with mostly uh, captains of industry, Broadway stars, and fashion models. Oh, and did you know you wanted to be a trainer early on, or were you ever trying to be an actor yourself and just kind of fell into this because it was more natural for you? I never thought in a million years that I would ever be a trainer. I got an English degree when I was in college. I, I used to write a lot and I used to read a lot. And uh, when I moved to New York City after college, all I knew is I did not want to be in school anymore. <laughs> and so uh, I applied for jobs because for those of you that have lived in New York, you know, it's really expensive. And uh, I was offered a job in a law firm. I was offered a job in a publishing house. And I was offered a job uh, doing uh, sort of executive uh, trainings to be an executive in a huge uh, department store. And secretly, I didn't want to do any of those things. And so I went to the gym, a local gym, to work out and sort of think about what I was going to do because I had to get a job to earn money. And at the gym, the the manager, a woman, said to me, uh, you look like you have a lot in your mind. And I said, I do. And she said... uh, you know, what, what's going on? And I told her I had to choose one of these jobs. And she said, why don't you work here? And I thought, work here? I mean, I need to get a job. And she's like, what are they offering you as a starting pay? And I told her and she said, we'll match it. Because it was quite low. It was yeah, low, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, even with a college degree. Um, and so I started working at the gym and I just fell in love with the process of helping others. And I learned a lot and uh, I got certified by ACE. And uh, and then uh, within a few short months, I was their top grossing trainer. I just loved it. And I would go to work sometimes at 4.30 in the morning and I'd be done at 11 at night. I just, I couldn't get enough. So I worked for five years in New York, had a blast, created a method there based on uh, my own thoughts of fitness and brought it out to LA and started using it with entertainers and it's worked out well. And so you have a facility in like, I think it's Burbank. It's North, I know you're North Hollywood, like not North Hollywood, but North of LA in the, in the Valley, right? Yeah, I, I have a private gym uh, where, where I work and my trainers work, and we train about 300 celebrity clients at a time. Um, it's a private gym that's right near the Burbank Airport, and we're so happy here. We truly custom-built it to fit our needs. And so when you go into normal gyms, you see squat racks, and you see kettlebells, and you see battle ropes, and you see platforms that you leap up on. None of that you will find here. Literally, this gym is you know, I feel like I'm Geppetto from Pinocchio and this is my workshop. So when a normal person comes in, I just have the tools that I need to transform them into the greatest version of themselves quickly and efficiently. And so, and, and that's what we were talking about right before we started recording. Eric, you know, says he mentioned, he, he specializes in transformation. Much to my wife, my wife might not be happy with this, but he said he could take me from uh, scoring fours and fives with a bunch of sorority girls to scoring nines and tens, <laughs> which, hey, I wouldn't mind that, but other, other folks in my family might not, might not appreciate that. But what is that process? Like, what have you developed in, and you, you mentioned that you focus solely on, and I think this is awesome because so many people get into fitness for appearance, right? And you work in a place, Eric, 
you know, you work in a place where appearance is everything. Appearance can be the difference between getting a part and not getting a part. And it can be the difference between millions and literally millions of dollars. So you're, you're an outlier in a very outlier place. But what is it that you do that, that focuses on appearance? Why, why is it so different? Well, you know, when, when we work with an up-and-coming actor, let's say we're working with an actress and she's working right now temporarily as a waitress. If I do my job the right way and she books a part, she'll make a million dollars this year. But if I don't do my job the right way, she'll make 22000 working her ass off as a waitress. It's a, like you said, it's a big deal. Um, you know, when someone comes in, what we do is we really examine the science of change. And to us, the science of change encapsulates three things. It's the right exercise, the right diet, and sleep to match what they want. I mean, when you go into a restaurant and you order something from a chef, the chef gives you what you want. And when these people come in here, they don't just say, get me in shape. They describe to me exactly what they need to become to get the role that they're going for. Because many people come in with the intention of a specific role. And like a great chef, I listen to them first and then try to deliver quickly and efficiently and safely, uh, deliver them to the destination they're looking for. And so if a normal, let's say there's a normal guy, let's take Pete, let's take you, for example. Okay. If, if you came into my gym, told me you were an actor from New York, but you were up for a huge movie role, you most likely would want one of three things. There's basically three things I could do to you. Number one, I could make you look like Bruce Lee. And we all know what Bruce Lee looks like. Small, sinewy, explosive, uh, an incredible definition, but wiry. In a t-shirt, you might not even know he works out, but he takes it off and you're like, shit. So let's call that option number one. Option number two, and this is with you, by the way, I could turn you into Tarzan, a much smaller waist, much, much broader shoulders, a pectoral region that's high and flat, like two dinner plates that are up high on your torso. I could literally turn you into the Lord of the Jungle. And I think your wife would make out. <laughs> that's option number two. The third option that I could easily turn you into is the Incredible Hulk. I could pack on muscle mass that you wouldn't believe. And, and keep in mind that with most of these transformations that we get, when they come in here, we have about 21 days to finish. So we have a normal guy on day one. We need to be done by day 21, three weeks maximum. Sometimes we get much, much less. The fastest transfer transformation I ever did in my career was four days. There's an actor that you know who's on a hit show who auditioned for a film where he plays a mixed martial artist, did not get the role. Another actor got the role. And then at the last minute, that actor dropped out and he got the call and said, hey, if you're still interested in the role, it's yours. And so he told me on a Friday, he was leaving Tuesday morning early for Toronto to shoot the film. So I had four days to transform him. He looked great. <laughs> that's a, and when you do that one let's break this down a little bit but the first thing you mentioned is sleep and this is something that's come up a little bit before you know with other guests on the podcast what right. is so critical about sleep when it comes to exercise and, and you're doing it and again eric is one of the top guys in hollywood for getting people film and tv ready and why is sleep so critical for for your clientele well when we talk about sleep being critical it's so much more than critical remember the science of change is only three things exercise diet and sleep of those three sleep is the most important because sleep is the only time the body can change sleep is to the body what an oven is to cookie dough if you and i whipped up the most delicious cookie dough with organic ingredients we had mrs fields herself give us good advice on making it perfectly and we had a room full of children looking for dessert we couldn't serve them anything until we put it in the oven and let it sit there for a little while where it transformed from the dough itself into delicious crunchy dessert for those kids the, your body's the same way even if i trained you even if we made a call and had our meal delivery service which we have here in los angeles deliver all of the food and the diet exactly 
created by me, uh, designed by me for you, delivered fresh to your door every single day, no change would occur without sleep. No, sleep and, and, is important. and I think that's, I think most people overlook that. Most people don't realize the fact that that's when the body, I like the way you said that as, as sleep is when the body changes. That's when our hormones kick in. That's right. when the body repairs itself. So what is, what, in your opinion, you know, we have sleep aside between nutrition and exercise. What do you think is more, which do you think is more critical? Cause I hear that debate quite a bit. You know, you can't out train a bad diet and there are a lot of people who, you know, who think that all they need to do is have the right nutrition and they'll right. get the body they want. I mean, what, which do you think is more important in terms of that? Well, that's a great question. I would say that sleep is the most important of exercise, diet, and sleep. And then if you were saying to me, Eric, you have two guys here. One of them's going to eat a crappy diet, but he'll work out with you. The other one will eat a stellar diet, but won't. I would always choose the one that's going to work out with me because I can use optical illusion. Taught to me by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can use optical <laughs> illusion to overcome the diet. I mean, obviously, if he's going to sit there and eat ice cream and pizza all day long, it's going to be hard for me to disguise that. But I've had guys that have 38-inch waists, and I've made their shoulders so broad and their chest so big that when you look at them across the room, they look like they have small waists. It's all optical illusion. You know, um, I'm a little bit more David Copperfield than I am Jack LaLanne, so I do, I do use optical illusion and the art of illusion to give the impression on screen that you are greater than yourself. A good example of that is for those of you that watch the popular TV show, uh, Drake and Josh, it's been on for years and years and years. Uh, Drake Bell is one of our clients. I'm working with him right now. He leaves this Saturday for seven weeks. He's going to go on tour playing music all over the country. Uh, Drake came to me looking normal. I, he did not look that good. He now has lost so much weight. He's 136 but he looks like he weighs 185, small waist, huge, broad shoulders, big chest. On stage, he looks like a monster, but he's 136, so it's all optical illusion. And it's really about capturing the right look for the right guy or the right girl. It's a blast. The other thing I should mention to you is uh, men and women change in completely different ways. And so as a, as a trainer that aspires to be the best, we are gender specific, meaning the way that we train women and the way that we train men are polar opposites because just using logic, you don't want to look like your wife. And I'm sure your wife does not want to look like you. And so it wouldn't make sense logically for you to eat the same diet and do the same exercise and expect the same result. It makes no sense. So the way that we uh, train women and the diet that we advise women is completely opposite of what we do with men across the board. Now, let me ask you, and I think I know how you're going to answer this. I mean, I, there are certain uh, celebrity trainers out there who, who advocate lifting no more than three pounds for women. <laughs> what is your approach to training women? Are, do you use a lot of uh, strength training, weight training? And, and I guess, and again, this always depends on what the outcome is on what they're, what they're trying to train for. But with training women, do you use like strength training? Do you use resistance training? Or how do you view training with women differently? You know, I've, I've trained women the same style for the past 20 years. And in my experience, every woman we've ever worked out with and trained have said, has said to me in the end that the result that we got was the greatest result she's ever seen in her life. And the only equipment we've ever used for women rhymes with fat and starts with M. So we take a mat and we put it on the floor. We put the woman on the mat. End of story. Meaning that when CBS calls me in to train their top female star on their top show and they rent me an entire gym and they shut it down. We actually work out in her dressing room on a mat. We don't even go inside. So you do like a lot of body weight movements, a lot of uh, you know, kind of yoga type movements, or we do. You know, it turns out that there's a zone in women specifically. I think uh, part of their their capacity to have children has given them this incredible zone. If you look at a normal woman from right below her chest. 
to right above her knee, that range, if you make that range move, it changes everything. So when a typical actress comes in, not looking her best, and she says, I just got a role, I need my jawline sharper, I need my arms to be sleek and elongated and delicate, I need my clavicle exposed so when I wear a low-cut uh, dress, it looks great, we do leg kicks. Okay, and that just that, that activates the whole body? Because that's where women would carry most of their tissue. I mean, most of their body mass is kind of center-specific, you know, Correct. prepare for childbirth. So is that kind of your, your approach to it? Right, and, and there's only two ways that her, that her body can move. If she's on all fours, she can do a linear motion, like kicking her leg up in the air. We yeah. call it linear motion. So she can bend her knees this way. She can have her elbows down doing that. She can keep her legs straight and bring it up and down. Or she can do a twisting vortex motion where her leg comes up to the side, which causes her waist to move this way. So we employ each of those, challenge her. For most women, one of those two is more challenging. Usually women that have sort of uh, boy bodies where they themselves are very linear find it very challenging to lift their leg to the side and shoot out to the side. So that exercise will change them more because it's, it's sort of a natural based on their body type. Women that are more curvy find it very challenging to stay with their elbows down and shoot their legs straight up, a linear motion. So that will help change them more. But in the end, uh, like an artist who's who's painting the, the right portrait, uh, we just look at them and make decisions based on how their body changes. Honestly, no joke, I consider myself more artist working in bodies than fitness guy exercising. Here's the thing, man, there's nothing wrong with exercise. Exercise is dynamite, it's great, it's healthy. But if you're looking for physical transformation, we use exercise as a tool to transform the body. We don't just revel in exercise and pray to God that they change the right way. We're very specific. And now when, when you talk about creating the illusion, how do you do that? Do you do a lot of muscle with men? Do you do a lot of muscle isolation? If you're going to have me blow up my chest or blow out my shoulders, do you do muscle isolation or is there any specific technique that you use? There's three techniques. That's a great question. There's three, there's three techniques we use. One is on many things we use a thumbless grip which divorces the arm from the exercise. For example, if I want to communicate directly with your chest, your pectoral, I will have you do an exercise with a thumbless grip so I don't have to have a full conversation with your arm and shoulder before I get to your chest. So it's more direct, that's, that's number one. Number two, we actually do something called jet reps meaning it's limited range of motion. Okay. You know, if you're curious where this came from, everyone everyone thinks that I invented it. I didn't invent it. If you go back and watch Pumping Iron with the sound off, you'll see jet reps. And okay. the guys that trained me originally 20 years ago are the ones that originated it. And they noticed that it actually created a very specific result as opposed to some results. I mean, I don't think that fitness should be like religion. I don't think you should exercise and pray for results. I think you should be able to specifically target muscle groups. And I can tell you what you're going to look like before we even start based on the exercises that we do and the method that we use. The third thing is something we call the engorge phase. The engorge phase is after every exercise that we do, after every set is over, we squeeze the muscle as hard as possible, contracted for 10 seconds. So if we're doing bicep curls, for example, as soon as we're done, boom, 10 seconds as hard as you can. We do this because if you look at the guys from, from that late, I would say early 70s, look where I thought that, that bodybuilders looked the best, they used to work out for a full hour or two in Gold's Gym back in the day, but then they would go into a mirrored room and for another hour, they would do nothing but pose. And that was the thing that really created the illusion of greatness. I mean, you should look like you came from Mount Olympus, not the local gym. 
Yeah, no, but I, I think that's actually, I like that because you're kind of going old school into isometrics because that's what posing is, right? So if you go through the range of motion with yeah. the weight, or if you do a limited range of motion to do the force reps, like you call them the, the jet sets. So you're yeah. pumping the blood, you're pumping blood into the muscle, you're pumping, you're pumping fluid into the tissue. And then right. by doing the contraction afterwards, basically you're keeping that muscle under tension, correct? Absolutely. And it really, it really helps us shape it specifically. For example, with the bicep, we want it to look like a baseball and not a loaf of bread. And we can really make that decision based on how hard you squeeze, how, how much you twist and how long you hold it. I mean, we've, we have overcome genetics more times in this gym than you can imagine. And it's so much fun to watch the faces of the guys that we work with, where they always fantasize about looking and feeling a certain way. And we make it come true within days, not weeks or months. See, I think that's pretty killer because it sounds like you're going with some old school techniques. Did you pick this up when you moved out to L.A. and you started training? How did you, you kind of pick up and learn, learn uh, these specific strategies? Well, I, I'll tell you what happened. I was in New York. I was working for five years as a personal trainer, and I became one of the top guys in New York. But uh, I really wanted to study with Jack Lane. He's my hero. Jack Lane is the godfather of modern fitness. And uh, so I wrote him a letter and said, you know, I might, I might be a, a – top guy in New York, but it means nothing to me if I can't work with you. I came out to LA and became his final apprentice, worked with oh, him. Wow. Okay. But in, in addition to that, I also studied with a lot of the greats. I mean, I took things away from Arnold and Lou Ferrigno. I studied uh, in the gym one-on-one -on -one with Frank Zane. All the old school guys, I just, I went to learn from them. Uh, all the Vince's gym guys, I mean, I don't know if you remember Vince's gym. Mm -mm. It's, it's, uh, it was on Ventura Boulevard. It's actually where Arnold Schwarzenegger went when he came to America the first time he went to Vince's gym. All the, a whole lineage came from Vince's gym. All those guys became my instructors. And I found very early in my career that unlike college where I learned from books, when it came to fitness, I learned so much more and I could ask so many more questions if I learned face to face with the masters themselves. And so I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the apprentice uh, process. All the guys that work for me here were my apprentice for at least three months before they started working for us. And see, I think that's important. And the one, one thing that, that I think, and we'll, we'll wrap it up pretty quickly here because I respect your time. The one thing I think we got away from in fitness is we got into these huge physiques. And I think you're 100% right. I think kind of that pumping iron, and, and I, I still love pumping iron. I mean, I'm more the, edu you know, more the geeky side, but, but let's face it, when we all got into this, you know, I got into it in the eighties and I didn't realize that we're about the same age. I thought you're about 10 years younger than me. So I'll, okay. I'll ask you, I'm going to ask you something else about aging. Cause, cause when you say you've been doing this for 25 years, I'm looking at Eric, we're, we're talking on Skype right now and I'm looking at him. I'm like going, dude, what'd you do? Start when you're like 10 years old. And I mean <laughs> that, man, I've known you now. We've known each other now casually for probably six, seven years and, yeah. and you still maintain youthful appearance. But I really think, and they've actually, cause this year, my understanding is this year in, in bodybuilding, They've kind of gone back to a classic look. I might be wrong in the category, but I think bodybuilding is trying to bring back. They're trying to go to a more, I don't want to say natural, and I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to drugs. I'm, I'm not opposed to any, at all if anybody wants to use some androgens to get, because whatever, it's, it doesn't hurt anybody else except right. the user. But I think bodybuilding has gone back and tried to, to go back to a classic look. So I think that's awesome. You, you, got, you, you, you kind of learn from that. What's been, what's been the biggest influence? Like what has been the, the one thing that you're like just that you kind of use every day? Like the one piece of advice you've learned that you use almost every day with a client? You know, um, you know we deal with, I would say 90% of, of our clients are celebrities. And, uh, and a lot of trainers come up to me at, at events and they say like, how do I train celebrities like you? Like how, how do you start, um, you know, meeting celebrities and having them train with you is one thing. But once you have a celebrity in the gym and you're a trainer, my advice to you is to treat them like you would treat a member of your family. So treat them in a way where you respect them, you, you love them, 
you would never want to hurt them and you want them to get the best experience from you. And I think if you lead with your heart, if you love fitness the way that we do, and you lead with your heart and you do your best that you can each day, you can't go wrong. And uh, what I what I realized was early in my career, I had a couple celebrity clients and I had a bunch of normal clients. And I, I realized that if I gave everyone that same experience, so the valet Parker got the same experience as the movie star, everyone was happy. And everyone was excited. I'll tell you one more thing that, that your listeners might not know. One of the dark secrets about Hollywood celebrities, they all secretly want to be accepted by normal people. And so what we do here at our facility is we take normal people that are not celebrities and we make them work out with celebrities in the session. Our sessions are not one-on-one. -on -one. They're either two clients, three clients, or four clients at a time. And what happens is normal people get a chance to work out with amazing celebrities. And so they're excited and amazing celebrities get a chance to have true organic, regular friendships with normal people they would never normally meet. And it's, it just breeds a very positive culture within the gym of positivity and friendship. Now that's interesting because I, I, I worked in DC when I was a trainer, I worked in downtown DC and I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast. I had a couple of political clients who kind of felt the same way because politicians are in a bubble, much like a celebrity is. And you kind of, you know, DC is kind of like Hollywood, but for ugly people, for all the, all the, you know, the student government geeks in school. Right. Um, so, so appearance isn't as important, but they still, they, they, they look forward to the, the, the ones that come to the gym, look forward to interaction. They look forward to, to being in a cycling room. They look forward to working out because that's their chance away from their bubble and a chance to be just all they are. Is there somebody, you know, they have their hair back. You know, I, I have friends that work with, with number of celebrity clients. And what I hear is, you know, your hair is back, you're wearing Lululemons and you basically fit in with everybody else. You're not you know, for 45 minutes or an hour, you're just, you're sweating along with everybody else. Now, let me ask you this. How important is, is staying young or maintaining a youthful appearance for your clients? You know, it's, it's paramount. And, uh, and the exciting thing is that I'm going through that experience with them in real time. I'm uh, almost 49. So I'm kind of uh, next Dude, year. Wait, wait, really? Seriously? Yeah. I'll be uh, 49 in a couple months. Wow. And so, okay. and so, uh, I'm, I'm a year away from my 50th birthday. And I've always wondered if you really align the right diet, the right exercise and right sleep with low stress in your life, how long can you ma maintain what we call here at the gym your physical relevance? Meaning if you and I were in a restaurant and there was an emergency, you might not realize it, but the dynamic that occurs in a group is everyone looks around to see the most physically relevant man and they look to him to help. So my question is, once I give the gift of physical relevance to these actors, and get them to a place where they look great, feel great, they're, they're youthful. How long can I maintain that physical relevance until age naturally catches up to them? Obviously, most 60-year-olds don't look like 25-year-olds, but those 60-year-olds have never been trained by me. And I can tell you that right now I'm working with the members of a rock band called Def Leppard. And Phil Collin, the guitar player, is turning 60 next month. And we have transformed him so much in the past month that I suspect on Monday when he leaves for his Brazilian tour, there will be articles written about him shirtless on stage because he looks insane. He looks like Tarzan who plays guitar. You should see his before and after from 30 days ago. It's unbelievable. And he's vegan, so I had no protein whatsoever, no animal protein to help me, uh, and no shakes. We don't allow clients to drink any kind of shake at all. You're not, you're, so, not a fan, you're not a fan of shakes? No way. Real food or we resign. Oh really? That's that's important. I mean, that's awesome. 
Now, yeah. if, if people, and, and because one of the things I try to talk to you about this podcast or why, why I'm doing this podcast is for the over 35 crowd, is for that yeah. over 35, over 40. And I didn't, yeah. honestly, dude, I did not realize that you were, I thought we were about the same age. If not, I thought you're a couple years, I'm 45, so I thought you're a couple years younger than me, in all honesty. Um, and I so, five, what's I that? Born. I could be your father. <laughs> not, not quite there. Um, but, but I think, you know, cause I think one of the things to, you know, in, in your opinion, what's important about, is it sleep or is it exercise, uh, for maintaining youth? I mean, cause obviously I think sleep plays a factor, but, but what is it do you think that helps people retain their youth? Um, what's the be- quickest way to, to not aging or the most efficient way for, for re- limiting the aging process? I think, I think it's the consistency of the right exercise, the right diet, and the right sleep in your life. But most important, the key to anti-aging is stress reduction. So if you look at normal people that work at normal jobs, many times they, they age because normal jobs bring normal stress. But if you're able to sit back in the comfort of your own home and think to yourself, if I had all the money in the world and all the time in the world, what would I do? The answer to that question should be your job. So in my, in my case, if I had all the money and time in the world, I would go to the gym and work out. So this, honestly, this is my passion. So I don't feel like I go to work in the morning. I feel like I, I go to the place that I really want to go to and I help people achieve the level of fitness and good looks that they want to. And it's just a huge, it's a huge, huge uh, honor to follow your passion. If you follow your passion in life, whatever that is, it has a tendency to give you a low stress lifestyle, which I think keeps you young. But I can tell you that I have a little brother who's 10 years younger than I am. And uh, he came to visit me in Los Angeles last week. And we, we, uh, we were talking to uh, some celebrities that met him for the first time. And they said, how much older is Peter than you? <laughs> and I thought, whoa. And, and my little brother was like, he's older. But, uh, you know, it's, I think stress has a lot to do with aging. So try to find a way to cut stress out of your life, follow your passion, do a little bit of exercise, a little bit of dieting, and a little bit of sleep each day in the right, in the right scenario, and you'll be great. Dude, that, that's awesome information. Now, do you have any programs? Do you do online coaching? Do you have any programs for people listening if they want to kind of pick up some of your tips and they can't come out and, and hang out with you in Burbank for a while? And Do you have anything online that, that people can access? I do. I mean, ideally, we would love to have you come visit us in Burbank, but if that's impossible, um, we have a show that's been on A&E for a couple of years called Celebrity Sweat, which is going to be moving to the Discovery Network uh, starting in January 2018. It was a half-hour show, but we're bumping it up to a full hour. And then for those people that miss it on the Discovery Network, it's also on Delta Airlines in-flight. It's actually on right now. If you're you're flying on any Delta flight, domestic and international worthy in-flight entertainment, uh, Celebrity Sweat. So you can feel free to tune in there. Or you can actually go to uh, gethollywoodmuscle.com for online video uh, content. And we have lots and lots of people that use those workouts. Um, it's divided into two sections. There's uh, men's workouts and there's women's workouts. We shot it with the uh, with a DP from Pumping Iron on a live movie set. It's unbelievable. Oh, cool. it's, been a, it's been a lot of fun making those. And then uh, for those trainers out there that want to learn our style, we have a certification called Hollywood Muscle. So if you go to hollywoodmuscle.com, you can see the certification. If you're a person that wants to work out in our style and just get uh, coached by me, get Hollywood Muscle is the uh, is the website. And, and Eric, you know, like I said, we've known each other for a few years, and, and we're not close buds, but I've been admiring you from afar, and I've really respected your work, and, and really just I, I think highly of you. Now, let me ask you a couple questions. If people can't see see you on Skype like I can, what are those action figures you have behind you? Are those oh. clients are those clients of yours that have become action figures? 
They are. You know, a lot of our clients are in uh, movies where they make action figures. And so invariably, they'll bring in their action figure and sign it. Uh, we work with tons of UFC fighters. We have tons of UFC action figures. We train the cast of The Walking Dead. We have tons of Walking Dead action figures. We have superheroes. I mean, this place is like uh, it has more action figures than you could ever imagine. And interestingly enough, this is a true story. Sometimes I'm explaining to an actor in the gym that we're not there yet and they think they look great. And I will run into my office, grab an action figure that represents them, hold it up to them and say, do you see this? Do you see this? And they see it and they're like, shit, you're right. I need my chest a little higher. I need my shoulders a little wider. I need my waist a little smaller. So we hold them to the highest standards. One of the reasons our guys look so big is because I hold them to high standards and, uh, and that will never change. You could hear his passion. You could hear his his energy, his enthusiasm, and, and that's how I that, that that's my memory of Eric. I remember Eric. I'd be working the Ace booth at various conferences at Ursa at Idea. I'd be there. I'd be speaking. Be working the booth, and Eric would always make a point to come by and talk. And and as as I, after I left Ace and was doing other things in the industry, I'd see him around at various events, especially in the Los Angeles area. And he really was one of these. You know these people. You know these individuals that always bring it with a positive energy, always had something nice to say, always full of positive energy. Shit, this is hard. Because besides Eric, recently we lost Lisa Klicka, and I did not know Lisa well. If I met her once or twice, it was in passing. Lisa Klicka is the wife of Brett Klicka. Brett is a phenomenal, an absolutely phenomenal educator and personal trainer and just an all-around excellent, just, you can hear, Brett is, is a, an amazing person who's done some really cool things in the fitness industry. So Brett lost his wife in November and we recently lost Eric Fleischman. And it's just a stage of life. I mean, I'm, I, as listeners, you're well aware I turned 50 this year. And, and unfortunately, this is a stage of life we're in. We, we are going to be losing people. We are going to be losing friends. We're going to be losing colleagues. We're going to be losing... We're going to be losing loved ones. And it's not going to be easy. But with somebody like Eric... And it was a big punch in the gut. When I opened my Facebook page the other day and I saw the, the, the tributes to him, I just I couldn't believe what I was reading. The same thing when I saw the, the information about about Brett losing his wife. I mean, this is if you were born in the sixties and seventies, and you're born before the sixties, you're born after the seventies. I mean, death death is always a something we have to deal with. The one outcome of life that we know, the one outcome of life we can be a thousand percent certain with is we don't get out of this alive, right? We, we don't get out of this alive. And who knows when that time is? I'm not trying to be fatalistic. Instead, the message is, and I've been, I've been using this message with a friend, my focus this year in 2022 has been carpe diem, has been trying to do things differently, and has been looking at seizing the day. Because we honestly do not know how much time we have left. We do not know how much time we have on this planet. We have how much time we have in this existence. If you've lost somebody close, if you've lost somebody close, 
or you know, just reach out to somebody. Reach out to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Reach out to an old friend. Reach out to a family member. And just let them know that you're still there and that you care. That's all we can do. That's all we have. What we have in this world is we have each other. You, you have me. I have you. We have each other. And I try to make this podcast positive and uplifting. I try to put out information on here to help you improve your day. That's always been a goal of mine. been a personal trainer, exercise instructor, educator. My goal, personal goal, is always to, to leave your day with a positive impact, to help you feel a little bit better than when I first met you. So doing something like this, this is the first In Memoriam podcast I've done. Uh, and I'm not quite sure how to wrap this up except to say reach out to someone you love and let them know you care. Hey, with that, God rest, Eric. And God rest, Lisa Klicka. And we'll keep you in our thoughts and memories. And, and for you out there, just tell somebody you love them. Thanks for stopping by. And I do look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness. And I promise you, They'll be a little more uplifting than this one. Take care and I love you.